What were some of those thoughts that were going through your mind? I guess denial. <laughs> it was kind of earth shaking and uh, but yet mysterious, and we weren't quite sure what that meant um, when we got this diagnosis. Cardin has FSH. Really? What does that mean? Yes, she has muscular dystrophy. Well, I knew I'd heard about muscular dystrophy before. Welcome to Free Willing with Cardin of Milk. I'm Cardin Wyckoff, global disability advocate and a wheelchair warrior. This podcast shares stories of people with various disabilities and shines a new light on accessibility topics. Our goal is to knock down barriers so we can roll through life a little easier and build a community to do this together. I'd love to hear what you think at the end. Feel free to text me at 470-588-1215. We welcome you on our journey towards equality for all. Today, I have my daddy-o in the house. Hey there. <laughs> um, go ahead and say who you are and what you do and any other Okay. about you. Nice. I am Kurt Wyckoff. I am Cardinal Milk's father. <laughs> and uh, what I do is um, I am an adjuster for a restoration contractor that deals with insurance claims. And so that's what I help people put their um, lives back together after they've had an accident in the house, uh, like water related or fire or something like bad like that. Nice. Those yeah. are really important to have. Yeah. So I brought you in today, Dad, just to talk, continue on the the stories of what it is like for people with disabilities, their network, what it has been like for them um, to go through that journey with that person together. So what has it been like for you as a parent to um, receive that initial diagnosis that your child has a disability or, you know, what were some of those thoughts that were going through your mind? Well, <clears throat> I guess denial <laughs> in a lot of ways. I mean, um, yeah, I mean, it just kind of earth shaking and, uh, but yet mysterious. And we weren't quite sure what that meant. Um, when we got this diagnosis, Cardin has FSH. Really? What? Really? What does that mean? Yes, she has muscular dystrophy. Well, I knew I'd heard about muscular dystrophy before, and uh, we used to uh, raise money for the Jerry Lewis telethons back in uh, the day when we would solicit money <laughs> for that cause and the Jerry Lewis telethon that he had during Labor Day weekend every year. And but I always had the perspective that the the patients were. Um, you know, just really badly, uh, you know, in trouble. They they just hardly could walk, or they couldn't speak, or they, or a combination of all of those. And so that was my perspective of muscular dystrophy. I didn't know that there were other types of muscular dystrophy, and that this was one of them. And so, um, and so we were being told that it was a milder case, and that they, and just a lot of things that maybe weren't necessarily true uh, like you know she'll never be in a wheelchair she's just got the fsh kind that's the kind that is just the upper body it doesn't affect anywhere else after really i think if i fast forward through my experience and my different perspectives the second would be when when i realized cardin was starting to need help with um her mobility and just her coordination was not um, what I had seen in other teenagers, for instance. And so just watching her 
um, you know, just not have the the basketball ability anymore where I saw it before that she had the ability. So it that was a little earth shaking that you know your your child is not going to be a, a sports star. Okay, so that was. But yeah, I mean, um, fast forward to through college and and just the the how hard it was i know for her to go through this time a period of time when when your body's changing anyway but then also to be you know going through changes that are not going to really reverse right away if ever you know just losing the ability to do those those sports related things then the ability to even walk carefully and, and easily became very hard in college i remember in high school so realizing that um, the perspective of, of what muscular dystrophy was when I was a, a teenager and a young adult was different when my own daughter was diagnosed with it. And we realized that it wasn't just, it didn't just all of a sudden happen. It progressed over time and each time would bring some new phase of of unfairness in life, like falling and having concussions in high school and co- early college, um, and spending you know, long bouts in the in the hospital room, worried, you know, is she going to be able to think anymore or do math? I mean, after having these concussions, and so um, probably the best thing that ever happened was when she came to us and said, you know, I can't drive, and she had just gotten this vehicle um, and uh, her Honda Pilot, which she was very proud of. And because it could hold a a lift and a scooter in there that she had determined that she was going to be able to drive her own self around and motor around that way and then go put herself on a scooter and lift the scooter back in there and on and on, which we realized, uh, Chris John and I have done that part of it when we go on trip with Cardin. I mean, that's that's a very hard task in and of itself, just getting a wheelchair into a into the back of a lift without breaking something. But anyway... I guess that takes takes me through the perspective of as her as her uh, disease progressed, then during college and high school, and then when she got into her adult life, you know, just her ten- tenacity uh, to be able to to land this job at Salesforce and to do the Apple job, which was a real hard job in and of itself, being kind of isolated, which she weathered through, and then uh, the Salesforce thing has really opened up all kinds of doors for Cardin, uh, literally. But it let her shine. I mean, let her see the adult Cardin is that compared to what I remember her being as a child when she was diagnosed with this disease. So it's it's come gone from now being, you know, when I first recognized it as a seven-year-old, let's call it, to now a 26-year-old um, who has just killed it with different <laughs> thing we cannot keep up with her on the on the group text it is unbelievable something new and exciting is going on every single flipping day it seems like and some new award and i really i guess what's what troubles me is i don't have a chance to see all of these different places like she spoke the other day at marta down at uh, five points i remember going down there a lot during one point in my life and just saying what she's doing what going hanging out down there but um, just all the initiatives that she's involved in uh, it just makes me proud as a father 
you know, despite all of the, the physical um, unfairness and, and just, just all the obstacles that she's able to overcome every day that uh, if you just look and see what she's doing now and probably going to do in her lifetime, she probably could be president. I mean, <laughs> the way we're going. So, Thanks, Dad. Well, what a story. It's always interesting to hear what it's like from another person's perspective because you've watched me. You know, for 26 years. Yeah. And I'm also curious to know, as you were kind of, you know, watching me progress, where did you go uh, when you faced some of those dark times? Or did you do anything? Or was it consulting with family? Or was it consulting with I think it was consulting with family. Uh, Your mom was definitely leading the charge uh, most of the time. Again, I was, was kind of in denial so many years there. And... Um, not until high school and, and even um, early college did I get more involved when I when you were starting to have some accidents and you know we just needed sheer power to lift you off the ground for instance and get you you know back into the because we just weren't used to that you know we just weren't used to having you not be able to get up off the ground after you know falling and having a concussion I mean it was just a so it was a, a real learning point for us all it seemed like something new we were learning about all the time which kind of keeps you sharp in a lot of ways keeps you mindful how did you end up breaking the news to your family um and I how think, did they take it i think i called them and you know, i told them that she has this she has this thing you know but Again, nobody really knew what it was going to mean and what it was going to end up being. And I think what I think we still don't really know no. what it's going to mean. But I think what it's now that you look back, uh, I, I see pictures of us back in 1995 and 98, kind of when you were just a little tyke. <laughs> and so were uh, Ken and Kevin and uh, Cheryl and Kevin's um, and Aline's kids, you know, and everybody was small kids. And then we watched them. So now they've been able to watch you in your lifetime as well. I mean, so they as, as uncles and aunts and mm-hmm. because the cousins have been pretty close, I think, and just in proximity and also and age, you know, date of birth and that kind of thing. Yep. Yeah, it's interesting to like just like you said, no one really knew what was going to come out of it, and I think we still are kind of unsure of where my progression is going to continue to go. So, I think that it's it's just great to have such a supportive network of extended family. I think that's something that's really unique with our family. I'd highly recommend it to people uh, if you ever want to become more patient, uh, more caring, more loving. I mean, it can do that to you when when you realize, you know, wow, I can't do, I mean, she can't do all of these things that I just do all the time for granted. There are now, there are more times when I, I want to just hang out with her because she's a cool adult now <laughs> living down in midtown in the cool part of town. <laughs> I'm a cool girl. Yeah. Yeah. I'm cool. A, I'm a cool girl. <laughs> Hell Yeah. And is there any, you kind of talked about patience and just more empathy. Is there anything else that you've put into practice that, or that you've learned about yourself? Well, I just think a lot like my mother, choice Arnold Wyckoff, she just always seemed to be doing stuff for other people. 
And so I realized that I have opportunity to do things for you all the time. I mean, we all have, we have more time, free time to hang around with each other, but what what do the statistics say? We spend less time together, that kind of thing. So I feel like I have, I have time to spend with you and it's fun hanging out with you and yeah, chilling. But, you know, not so it's too much or anything because you're a cool cat. You don't want to hang out with the old farts all the time. <laughs> yeah, a bunch of old farts. Yeah, a bunch of shit. I'm 60. I'm 60. I can't help it. I mean, I can't talk anymore. <laughs> um, what advice would you give to any parent that is that has a child that is recently diagnosed with something? Mm, boy. You're on a long and winding road, generally, um, but it can be can be quite rewarding and one that, again, if you have faith, if you will develop faith, this things will you just it'll you'll become more patient too, just because things take longer. Lots of more doctors a lot of times, just waiting and trying to be patient. Keep talking to your friends and family and and stay up. You know, check out the research. And uh, grab a hold of a uh, low, if you're, whatever the disease is, become involved in the local chapter of the disease. And you might end up meeting people that you really like and that you have fun time with and you have a common purpose. And yeah, the local chapter, tell me a little bit more about that and one of the events that we did last year. Yeah, we did the first annual walk and roll um and it was at and the Chattahoo- uh, the Chattahoochee oh, Nature Center. Uh, it was a lovely event. It, essentially, uh, patients with wheelchairs could come de- to the uh, nature center, and then we would wheel and roll through the park and then down along the river boardwalk. And we did that for about a about a mile or so yep. just to get your you know, spread your wheels. Mm-hmm. <laughs> spread your wheels out that was a lot of fun and then of course we just had awards and uh just time sharing together on the big stage up there at the pavilion which was a lovely lovely event and what a symbol of hope right and what were the feelings that were kind of running oh through man i mean it was just mind. really exciting i think um corporate out of massachusetts the fsh society mark pope Stone. Stone, excuse me. Mark Stone gave the address and was so hopeful about this, what they call a moonshot 2025, which in in really five years, they are hoping you can take a pill that will actually arrest the disease. So we're really hopeful that something like that will happen. And there's a lot of drug trials and a lot of things, a lot of activity going on. We're constantly getting hit up on emails about you know, do you know about this drug trial? Do you know about this coming up? So there is a lot more activity for sure on this FSH Society webpage than ever before. So we're all very hopeful that things like the walk and roll, which they've set up in chapters across the United States. I think there's 50 chapters now or it's like 27, 27. Okay. A little aggressive there, but hopefully, <laughs> hopefully, they'll, yeah, they'll grow it. But, We're growing um, that quickly. Each of these cities has another way of kind of bonding the local people together who know about this disease or have it or have a, a family member with it. So, so, some of the best friends we have now are people we've met and through this program and through through um, fundraising for the various 
things that they do throughout the year. But the Atlanta chapter um, is always looking for new members. And so, yeah, come on. It's like we're coming full circle, right? I mean, if we think back, I'll say 20 years ago, you know, when I, I'm 26 now, 20 years ago, it's kind of right around when I was diagnosed yeah. and when you were kind of like, what's going on? And I don't know what's going to come out of it. And now it's amazing what 20 years can do. Now yeah. we're looking at drug trials and we'll have a cure in the next five years. It's very, very exciting. So as a parent, where what's where's your mind at there? Well, that gives us such promise. And for all the people that will be diagnosed with it, again, if they can take a pill and it'll just kind of stop it from progressing, we know that's what how this stuff works is it goes in progression. If you can cut it off at the pass there at that, you know, whatever that latest progression is and just kind of stop it, better off. Yeah. So. Um, kind of going back to just raising me, how did you advocate for me? Kind of when you surpassed that period of denial did you take a proactive approach or did you kind of let mom do that i kind of let mom do that in a lot of ways uh which again i i look back on and realize i didn't i never really took ownership in this thing until later i mean i i and just i don't know mother's intuition or whatever and she just kind of seemed to think that she knew how to run these things. And mm -hmm. I think where it got going was we started uh, becoming a part of Rod Fulmer's group. He would have an annual fundraiser down in uh, Henry County. That kind of put us in aware, made us aware of the actual community just in the Atlanta area and then other areas in Georgia as well. And then now that you've been doing it enough, I, I can't say we've done enough together as a, as a city uh, or as a country, but I think this, spawning of these different local chapters has been a great thing so we are we're in our second year and that's where we're at right now our first year was phenomenal um so i think we have what about 20 25 members and so the second year if we can grow it and just keep making the awareness of mm -hmm. um you know what the that that annual fundraiser is and this year is a is a cool one well thank you for sharing what piece of advice would you give to me continue to just keep the faith and to know that um there are people that love you and that will always love you and no matter what you can always count on us i uh, wish i had more time to you know advice for you is um i mean i really don't have any advice you're the one that's given should give me advice <laughs> you're the one that's got it all figured out so. <laughs> Probably not. Um, <laughs> we'll learn a lot from you. Just um, keep fighting. Keep uh, Don't give up. Don't give up. Yeah. One step at a time every day. Well, thanks, Daddy-O. All right, little sweetie. I love you. I love you, too. Okay. Thanks to my dad for coming and sharing his perspective on what it's like to be a parent who has a child with a disability and it's totally a different experience from my mom where my mom was kind of like this proactive fighter and then my dad took a different approach where he was in denial for a long time and you know finally just had to figure out his own way to accept that and then once he did he's been such an incredible help to me and we always have a great time hanging out so so thankful to have him by my side as always there's transcripts in the notes 
If you have any feedback, comments, suggestions, text me at 470-588-1215. I'll see you next week. Bye.